and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I'm your host, Ryan Doze, and on today's show, you and I are going to recap our throwback series. Yeah, we've covered about 22 issues so far, and we have so many hundred to go, but I wanted to recap for those new listeners who have joined us lately. Last week was our biggest week on the show. In terms of total listens and new listeners, uh, just it's been a great week. So I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has joined us in the last week. If you are one of those new listeners, uh, we are just so glad that you are with us aboard the Rainbow Bridge today. Don't forget to leave a rating and five-star review before you leave the show and subscribe to the show wherever you're finding us, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever you're finding us. Just subscribe to us, follow, and that way you won't miss any new episodes when they are posted. Thank you again for listening and joining us today. As we get ready to cover these 22 issues of Journey into Mystery today, going all the way back to our first issue, number 83 of Journey into Mystery, I wanted to uh, uh, let you know how we're going to do this. So we are going to do a flyby of most of these issues and touch on them briefly. I'll give you a few notes on those issues just to bring you up to speed in case you haven't listened to the other installments in this series. And I've added a new segment for each issue today, and I'm calling the segment Read It or Leave It. Some of us just don't have time to completely read through Thor's whole history, so for each issue, I will give you my opinion on whether you should go back and read that issue or if you're best off skipping it and using your time in, in some other way. Hopefully, that helps you as a reader and as a listener to this show. So, without further delay, let's jump into our throwback recap of Journey into Mystery, issues 83 through 104. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard We start today's throwback recap, our look at the journey we've gone on so far, all the way back at Journey into Mystery, number 83. This issue is entitled Thor the Mighty and the Stone Men from Saturn. Just a brief synopsis of this issue. Thor repels a, a generic kind of alien threat, and this issue really establishes his power set. There's some great artwork in this issue, and um, that just becomes a staple of these issues going forward. This is, of course, the first appearance of Thor, Donald Blake, and the uh, the Asgardian Hammer Mjolnir. Also, there is a fantastic little side note here that Korg, one of the stone men from Saturn, who you may know from the recent Thor movies, uh, Korg is one of the stone men featured in this debut issue of Thor. Uh, so Korg, <laughs> Korg gets uh, a little moment to shine here. He's technically like the oldest Thor villain. So, you know, for whatever that's worth. And as far as um, whether you should read it or leave it, Obviously, I'm going to tell you, you need to read this issue. It is the first appearance of Thor, Don Blake, and the uh, legendary Hammer Mjolnir. Yeah, you need to go back and read this issue. 
Mostly because of its significance, uh, the story itself is a little uh, simplistic and it's a little uh, it's a little um, just formulaic. So read it for the significance, maybe not as much for the quality. We move quickly on to Journey into Mystery number eighty four, entitled "The Mighty Thor versus the Executioner." In this issue, Thor liberates a small South American country from a communist dictator. This issue really is only significant because of the first appearance of Jane Foster. So uh, in terms of read it or leave it, I would leave this one. Uh, Unless you're a big fan of Jane Foster, you really don't need to read this. Um, And uh, and if you're... If you've gotten used to Jane Foster as she's portrayed in maybe movies or modern comics, uh, that characterization is not here in Journey into Mystery 84. So just uh, you're probably better off uh, leaving this issue on red if you're uh, unless you're a completist so then we move on to a very important issue in thor's history journey into mystery number 85 entitled trapped by loki the god of mischief so this issue is the first appearance of loki and it is important because of that we also get introduced into concepts like asgard the rainbow bridge and uru the metal uh that thor's hammer is made of so a brief synopsis of this issue loki enacts his revenge on thor wacky shenanigans ensue and it's the first of many bizarre early battles with the god of mischief loki uh does a lot of odd things in this in this issue you definitely need to read it in terms of reading it or leaving it this is a must read i mean come on it's the first appearance of loki it's the first issue that really attempts to incorporate Norse mythology into these journey into mystery stories so you need to you need to go back and read uh, number 85 of journey into mystery it's also just a fun story journey into mystery number 86 is entitled on the trail of the tomorrow man brief synopsis here thor pursues a time traveling madman to the 23rd century this issue really expounds on some of the powers of the hammer. Mjolnir is uh, able to allow Thor to travel through time. Not maybe something that modern comic readers or moviegoers are used to, but yeah, Mjolnir used to uh, have the powers of time travel. <laughs> they uh, they really depowered the hammer after some of these early issues when uh, it was like, well, what do we need Thor to do this month? Uh, we need him to time travel. Okay, the hammer can time travel now. It is the first appearance of Zarko, the Tomorrow Man, uh, and he appears a few more times in these early issues and then is kind of phased out as a villain, but he's a um, he's a frequent foe of Thor early on. In terms of reading it or leaving it, I would leave this one. If you, uh, unless you really love time travel stories, <laughs> there's really nothing significant in this um, in this issue. So yeah, you can leave this one. Moving on to Journey into Mystery number 87. This one is entitled Prisoner of the Reds. Thor rescues some American scientists from a communist uh, prison uh, somewhere kind of ambiguously in Russia. This is a Red Scare comic. Um, If you've been listening for 
any amount of time, you know that Red Scare comics don't really interest me. There are a few cool panels, and the hammer does do a few cool things. Uh, he's able to tunnel with it. He conducts electricity in some interesting ways. The hammer is kind of a catch-all for, again, what does Thor need to do this month? Okay, the hammer can do that. There's no real significant first appearances worth mentioning. So if you're going to read it or leave it, I would leave it. I don't really think this one's important. So just uh, just don't read it. <laughs> um, leave it unread. Journey into Mystery number 88. It's the return of Loki in an issue entitled The Vengeance of Loki. Loki is back to his tricks. Uh, and Thor is able to defeat him using a tennis net. This one is a lot of fun because we've already been introduced to Loki at this point. We kind of know what he's about. If you're uh, one that started back in the early issues, we know what Loki is all about. And he just gets to have a little bit of a crazy fight with Thor this time. There's really no first appearances in this issue. We kind of rehash the Thor-Loki beef in this one. If you're going to uh, decide between reading it or leaving it, I would read this one. Absolutely. Uh, these early Thor versus Loki stories are are crazy, but they're also a lot of fun. I, I, I think that these need to be read at least to understand their beef and the history that they have. They're, they're a lot of fun. Journey into Mystery number 89 is entitled The Thunder God and the Thug. Just a brief synopsis here for you. Don Blake is captured by a mob boss and must defeat him to rescue Jane. Jane is taken captive in this issue and Thor must fight just a regular mob boss. So it is the first appearance of Thug Thatcher, who is the antagonist for this issue, and his girlfriend Ruby. These characters might not seem important, but they do actually show up later on when Walt Simonson takes over Thor. They show up for a brief little story there with Thor, and uh, it's a, it's an interesting little callback. So, first appearance of those two characters. And if you are deciding between reading it or leaving it, I would leave this one. It's incredibly bland and kind of generic there are as always there's some awesome panels there's some awesome action but in terms of moving thor's mythos and his story and his legacy ahead this is not one that you really need to focus on and speaking of issues you don't need to focus on let's move on to journey into mystery number 90 entitled trapped by the carbon copy man Thor in this issue halts a possible invasion of shape-shifting aliens. There's really no first uh, appearances worth mentioning here. This, however, behind the scenes, this is an important issue because it's the first Thor story that was not drawn or illustrated by Jack Kirby. It was instead drawn by a fill-in artist named Al Hartley. I would leave this one. Uh, the aliens in this story are essentially copycats of the Skrull. If you are familiar with Thor comics, uh, early Marvel comics, you you will probably know who the Skrull are. They're a villain that debuted in the Fantastic Four comic. Um, 
the Zarthans, the alien in this issue of Thor, they're just kind of a copycat of the Skrulls, except um, less <laughs> less interesting. So they join the Alien of the Month Club, and they're uh, quickly forgotten. Moving on to an underdog issue, an issue that I really enjoyed when I was reading through these. Journey into Mystery, number 91, Sandu, the Master of the Supernatural. Loki uses an evil magician to enact his revenge on Thor. This is one of the first stories that we see Loki using another agent to do his bidding against Thor. This is the first Thor story that was illustrated by the Marvel creator Joe Sinnott. If you're a fan of Silver Age comics in Marvel, you know the name Joe Sinnott. Thor and Loki oppose each other in this issue, but they actually never see each other face to face. So it's a interesting way that Loki tries to get revenge without actually fighting Thor. So uh, a little bit of a twist there. It is the first appearance of Sandu. It's really the only appearance of Sandu and the belt of strength that Thor wears often. Are you going to read this or are you going to leave it? I would recommend reading this. This may seem like a weird, forgettable kind of issue because it's a villain of the month that we never see again. But hear me out a little. I loved how campy and creepy Sandu was. He was almost like Loki Jr. in this issue of Thor. Also, we get our first glimpse of, of Loki working behind the scenes against Thor. Loki is known for being a schemer and a planner and a strategist. And this is the first time we actually get to see him indirectly try to defeat Thor. So for those reasons, I would read this one. I really enjoyed it. Again, like I said, it was an underdog issue as I was reading through this Journey into Mystery run. Moving on to Loki being more direct in his schemes against Thor. Journey into Mystery number 92, The Day Loki Stole Thor's Magic Hammer. This title definitely wins the award for the most obvious <laughs> title. It, they just get right to it. They tell you the plot in the name of the issue. Loki is able to magically draw the hammer of Thor to Asgard, and Thor pursues and makes uh, makes short work of Loki once he gets to Asgard. But he, along the way, makes several makeshift hammers. He makes a hammer out of a tree. He makes a hammer out of uh, just a random rock that you find out. The rock is made of Uru, so... The hammer has essentially the same magical qualities as Mjolnir. This is Thor's first extended adventure outing uh, jaunt, <laughs> if, if you're fancy, in Asgard. It doesn't have any significant first appearances. We just get to see Thor and Loki face off against each other in Asgard, which has some, some cool little panels uh, of Asgardian landscape it's a fun one. If you're going to decide between reading it or leaving it, I would read it. Loki and Thor showdowns in Asgard. Yeah, you should read those. They're a lot of fun. Moving on to maybe the most 
controversial issue that we've covered so far just because of some of the subject matter and how um, contextually maybe it hasn't aged as well. Journey into Mystery number 93, The Mysterious Radioactive Man. The simple plot of this issue is that a Chinese communist scientist transforms himself into a, a living radioactive weapon to try and defeat Thor. He does not defeat Thor. Uh, he does, however, go on a rampage throughout New York City. This issue, the reason why I say it may be the most controversial issue we've covered so far is because it perpetuates this um, golden age, early silver age, demonizing of Asian people. Um, the uh, the way that they are drawn is not flattering or, for that matter, accurate. Um I get that they're villains. I get that the 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 opponents that Thor has in this issue are villains. I totally understand that, but these characters aren't even drawn somewhat realistically. Um it's 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 uh it's a little odd to read with with 2021 eyes. It does feature the first appearance of a great villain, though, the radioactive man, Chen Lu. And despite the terrible characterization, I enjoyed Chen Lu in this comic because he's very arrogant. He's a very powerful villain. He can often meet Thor power for power because of the radioactivity he has just bathed his body in over time. And then he he shoots himself with a, with a, a, an extreme extraordinary dose and he becomes this powerful um powerhouse powerful powerhouse that's it's great great language that you tuned in for are you gonna read or leave this issue truthfully i don't know because i enjoyed the action and i enjoyed chen lu's ruthlessness a lot of the villains he's encountered so far don't have that intensity and I felt Chen Lu at least was written with intensity but I would totally understand it if you didn't read this one um, really for this one read it or leave it I could I could see both honestly uh, but definitely uh, enjoyed the internal uh, the internal drive that Chen Lu had to defeat Thor I thought um, I, I dig the radioactive man even in his modern iterations I, I think um, he's a worthy villain for most of Marvel's heroes moving on to journey into mystery number 94 Thor and Loki attack the human race gee I wonder I wonder what this issue is about Loki is able to alter Thor's personality in this issue and he uses him he uses him as a as a sidekick to conquer the world. Loki legitimately conquers the entire earth in this issue and Odin and the Asgardian gods intervene to save earth. Really Odin is the hero of this story. The other gods of Asgard are the heroes of this story. There are no first appearances that are are of note in this issue. There is an omission that is important. Jane Foster is not in this issue. She has appeared in every issue uh, except the first issue of, of Journey into Mystery that features Thor. Up until now, she is nowhere to be found in this issue. So Jane gets a month off and she, I don't know, goes to the spa or she goes and just avoids <laughs> avoids random tyranny for a month. Uh, are you going to read this or are you going to leave it? I would say read this one. 
It has a really good twist at the end. Uh, there's some great panels of world landmarks being brought to life. Dinosaurs are resurrected from the dead. Just, you know, standard Silver Age awesomeness. Go ahead and read this one. It's also one of the first stories that predominantly features uh, Odin being a force in Thor's uh, stories. So go ahead and read Journey into Mystery number 94. As uh, we move on, Journey into Mystery number 95, The Demon Duplicators. The ambitious, evil Professor Zaxton creates a duplicate of Thor, and the duplicate fights uh, Thor, and Zaxton is lost in the scuffle. There are really no significant first appearances here. I would say Zaxton, Professor Zaxton, the villain of this issue, is a first appearance, but it's his only appearance because uh, he is he falls off a bridge in this issue and then is replaced by his good his his good aligned double it's kind of a weird issue are you gonna read it are you gonna leave it i'd say this one is okay to not read um unless you really want to see thor fight thor for a few panels uh this issue is kind of a pass for me outside of watching thor fight himself just for a page or, or two Journey into Mystery number 96, Defying the Magic of Mad Merlin, an evil wizard, oh, I've already, I know I've already got your attention, an evil wizard goes on a rampage in Washington, D.C. until Don Blake, not Thor, Don Blake convinces him to return to his slumber. Yeah, this one, this one's weird. I'm not going to lie. This one's weird. It's the first appearance of Merlin in Marvel Comics and in modern Silver Age comics. Uh, he would appear later on under several different names. Uh, are you going to read this? Are you going to leave this? I would leave this with one caveat. I would leave this unless you really enjoy bizarre, weird villains who really don't fit like like if you love oddball comics you would enjoy this but do you need this issue to understand the history of thor not at all there's really nothing else to write home about with journey into mystery number 96 Moving on to Journey into Mystery number 97, The Lava Man. Thor balances the threat of the Lava Man and losing the love of his life, Jane Foster. Jane, at the end of this issue, walks out on Don Blake, and um, that is really the A plot of this issue. The Lava Man is the main physical confrontation, but really this issue is meant to to be tenuous because of Jane deciding whether she wants to stay with Don or leave him, not just as his nurse, but as the love interest that they, they both keep going back and forth. Like, do, does he love me? Does she love me? Uh, they, at the end of this issue, part ways. It is the first appearance of the Lava Man. The Lava Man would, in a few issues of Journey into Mystery later, that, that same month, he would fight the Avengers not not in Journey into Mystery. He would fight the Avengers in the Avengers book. Are you going to read this or are you going to leave this? It's okay. It's it's okay. I'll I'll say that it's okay. It's kind of a monster movie feel with a love story underline. The one thing you can get excited about this issue with is the Tales of Asgard stories start in this issue. And if you want to catch up on Tales of Asgard stories, go and listen to our episode that we did recently with Chris Eberly. We 
covered, I think, eight, the first eight stories of Tales of Asgard. That episode was a lot of fun to do. So if you're interested in the Tales of Asgard stories, definitely go check out that other episode of the podcast. But as far as Journey into Mystery number 97, you can leave it unread. Journey into Mystery number 98. This one was another underdog for me. I really enjoyed this issue. Challenged by the Human Cobra is our title, and our brief little synopsis is, after a college professor that Don Blake knows uh, is killed, Thor goes on a manhunt for the ambitious Human Cobra. So this is the first appearance of the Human Cobra, Klaus Voorhees, really ominous name. Uh, He is essentially essentially evil Spider-Man. I say that because he's got lots of gadgets and he's very intelligent and he also has a radioactive animal bite origin story. So it's almost like they took Peter Parker's origin story and said, Hey, what if it was a snake? So Cobra, it gives his first appearance here. Read it or leave it. I would read it. It's a good revenge story. The Cobra is a good, fresh villain, and it starts to expand Thor's rogues gallery on Earth, as opposed to some of his more Asgardian villains. The Cobra does show up soon in our... uh, He does show up soon in the Journey into Mystery stories with a team-up issue with our next villain that we're going to cover in Journey into Mystery number 99, the mysterious Mr. Hyde. A vengeful Calvin Zabo stalks Don Blake and he uses his Mr. Hyde persona to discredit Thor and this is the first part of a two-part cliffhanger. Up until now, these Journey into Mystery stories have been standalone, uh, standalone adventures that really don't have a part one, part two. There are some themes like Don's relationship with Jane that carry over through the issues. But this is our first true part, part one, part two cliffhanger issue. It is the first appearance of Mr. Hyde, a supervillain who exists to today in modern comics. And he combines peak levels of intelligence and strength to combat Thor, so he is definitely a worthy villain in these early Silver Age issues. Should you read this, or should you leave this? I would read this. The introduction to Mr. Hyde, it's the first part of a story that is silly, but for you to get the full, you know, the full rundown, I guess, the the full the full breadth of the story that goes into issue 100, I would read this first part even though parts of it are pretty silly. Uh, We finally get to Journey into Mystery 100. Ah, congratulations, Journey into Mystery. This is entitled The Master Plan of Mr. Hyde. This continues from last issue, and this is issue 100. So that's exciting. Always exciting to reach a milestone. It is the first uh, cliffhanger in Thor comics, uh, like we just said about number 99. It picks up right where the last one left off. And Mr. Hyde kidnaps Jane in this issue and imprisons Thor in his, what I've kind of described as his weird Scooby-Doo villain mansion. It's a mansion that's apparently right outside of New York that looks like a medieval castle. I always found that funny in Scooby-Doo cartoons back way back when that all the villains had castles in America 
even though there are no old castles in America. It was, it was weird. Mr. Hyde has a castle that is similar to that in this issue. Don breaks free and he transforms into Thor to go save Jane from Mr. Hyde. And at the end of the issue, Mr. Hyde escapes and proclaims, you know, general villain stuff that he's going to get vengeance on the God of Thunder. The artistic depictions of Mr. Hyde's face in this issue are very cool. Um, That might seem like a a weird like jump, but when I thought of this issue, the close-ups that are done are, are both terrifying and they're awesome and they're not drawn by Jack Kirby. Don Heck, who is another legendary Marvel creator, he illustrated this issue, and his close-ups are very, very good. So the art here is 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 awesome. Should you read this? Should you leave it? Read it. Mr. Hyde is a good villain. Outside of Loki, I think he's the most formidable early opponent of Thor, and um, he is really, really a good balance, I would say. Go and read this also because there is a scene in here that Don Heck draws of Jane and Don at dinner. They get a brief moment of romance and some refined fun. Um, It's just a moment though, because then Hyde comes and crashes the party, but it's a really good scene and it's something that we hadn't seen up until then. He draws Jane like a Hollywood starlet and Don is drawn kind of like a James Bond secret agent type. It is a uh, it's a good issue. So go and read Journey into Mystery number one hundred. You do not need to read the next one. I'll just I'll I won't I'll bury the lead here. Journey into Mystery one hundred one: The Return of Zarko the Tomorrow Man. Loki uses Zarko. To try and defeat Thor, the Tomorrow Man blackmails Thor and he takes him back to the 23rd century to conquer the world. Well, this is a a two-part issue, uh, so we are kind of left on a cliffhanger where the the Tomorrow Man is like, Thor, I'm going to screw up your timeline if you don't help me conquer my timeline. So Thor's like, okay, I'll go with you, I guess. And uh, there's no real... First appearances in Journey into Mystery 101 that you need to know about. Are you going to read it? Are you going to leave it? Zarko's back, so you can kind of skip this one. Uh, But the next issue continues this story really, uh, really seamlessly into Journey into Mystery number 102. Slave of Zarko, the Tomorrow Man. This continues from our last issue. Thor works uh, within his commitment to Zarko to help him defeat you know, the, the world of his time. And he thwarts his plan using Zarko's own machines against him. He returns from the 23rd century and uh, they are, they're left in a state of peace and they've kidnapped, they've kid, not kidnapped, they've imprisoned Zarko again. So all is well with the 23rd century. There's no first appearances in this issue. Read it or leave it. I already told you. You should probably just leave this one. The Zarko stories are fun, but the time travel trope with Thor just to me isn't an isn't an essential read. His powers of time travel also get significantly reduced going forward or when he does time travel the stakes are a lot higher in these early stories. It's again, it's like, what, what do we need Thor to do this month? Okay. We'll have him time travel. Sure. And, uh, the powers are, are again, reduced. So 
we come into the last few issues of our run so far. Here is one of my favorites that we've done so far, if not my favorite. Journey into Mystery 103, The Enchantress and the Executioner. Loki, again, uh, uses his tries to use his schemes to defeat Thor. This time he enlists the help of the Enchantress, the most beautiful and alluring goddess in all of Asgard. And she uh, is partnered up with the Executioner, a Asgardian brute. And they try to team up to defeat Thor. Hijinks ensue, and uh, we get to see Jane and Amora have this battle for Don's attention. There's a great scene where Amora comes into the doctor's office and she's trying to, she's trying to tempt Don and Don is such a book nerd that this beautiful woman is right in front of him. And he's just like, I would rather do research. (laughs) So Amora is a lot of fun in this first appearance that she has along with Scourge, the executioner. Both of them are they're just essential members of Thor's rogues gallery. They're, they're essential to his, uh, as guardian villain list. So read it or leave it. You definitely need to read this because of the significant first appearances. You should read this. And also, uh, it's an introduction to Thor's first and one of his most prominent female antagonists. Thor is uh, a ladies man. He is uh, definitely popular with the women of Asgard and the women of Earth. And Amora is uh, one of his uh, most dangerous female foes. The last issue that we have done so far, Journey into Mystery number 104, entitled Giants Walk the Earth. Odin leaves Asgard in the hands of Loki, which just sounds like a terrible idea. And he goes to Earth to deal with Thor's persistent love of the mortal Jane Foster. Loki sends monsters to Earth to conquer Thor and Odin while they're gone. Of course, because he's Loki. But they are defeated. The monsters are defeated by the godly father-son combo. There's no real first uh, first appearances in this that are of note. And one thing maybe to understand here is that Since the Tales of Asgard stories have begun in these issues of Journey into Mystery, we're getting a lot of first appearances in those stories. So again, if you want to know more about the Tales of Asgard stories, go listen to our episode we did with Chris Eberle. We break down a lot of the first appearances that are found there. Should you read this or should you leave this? I would say read it. Definitely go read Journey into Mystery 104. It's the first time that Odin does battle alongside of his son. Balder is involved. Balder comes to Earth on a winged horse. That's pretty cool. Lots of cool gods versus monsters panels. It's It's got that fun, epic feel to it. So I would definitely go read Journey into Mystery 104. As a little added bonus here at the end, I wanted to just let you know what I thought were the best and worst of a few different things that we've seen in this run. What do I think was the worst issue we've read so far? I would say it's number 87, the Prisoner of the Reds issue. 
It's just so doggone forgettable. So I would say that was the worst one I've read so far. In terms of the best issue, I think number 94 and number 103 are the best ones that I've read so far. The Loki and Thor team up issue was really, really good. I I enjoyed it. It was a story that I was actually invested in because I hadn't read it before. And the twist at the end was really, really good. Also, the first appearance of Amora and Scourge, those are just really fun stories because you get to see Loki as a schemer in those issues. So emotional stories, and they're just a lot of fun. The worst villain that we've seen so far, really any generic communist villains. I I just, I don't like it. Obviously, it wasn't written for me in this uh, 2021 climate. Not written for me. I am not really emotionally invested in them. And the best villain, I mean, it has to be Loki, right? It has to be Loki. He definitely shows up the most. But I would also like to give Hyde a shout out here. Mr. Hyde is a uh, great villain we've encountered a few times so far. And we will encounter him soon. Uh, We also keep on encountering Loki. Loki is the constant for Thor when it comes to villains. So that does it for our recap and uh, some added things of what the best and worst issues and best and worst villains that we've encountered so far. That does it for our throwback recap today, looking at all the Silver Age adventures of Thor we have covered so far. I hope you've enjoyed this quick glance over the issues that we've been through already. We will be covering a lot of Silver Age comics coming up on the show. I have quite a few guests lined up to review upcoming issues, and I have some surprises for the month of October, so be waiting in the wings for that. As always, we thank you for listening to the show. Be sure to share it with a friend and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you find great podcasts. Maybe where you're finding the podcast right now. That'd be a good place to go leave a review, a rating, or a subscription. Just a a bit of uh, advice for you right there. If you want to talk more about Thor and his world, go to our Instagram at MightyThorPodcasts. And we can talk there about whatever you want to talk about in the world of Thor. Maybe it's your favorite issue that we've covered so far. That would be a great thing for us to chat about. For those of you who are on Facebook, I've been thinking about this for a while. And I'm working on creating a page or a group for the show on Facebook. So should be up sometime in the next few weeks. So keep your eye open and watch out for that. As always, I have been Ryan Doze. I hope you had a good time today. And until we join you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, don't forget to stay worthy.